Subscribe to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. On this week's NerdPod, we have a rebootorama continuing with a bunch of new old shows. The Nerd Princess is seeking her throne. The Ballad of Gordon Bombay. And I'm going deep on the Eternals. On this week's NerdPod with Coach K-Rock, roll it! In a world overrun by content, the line between good and terrible is blurred by the very people who create and sell it. In a sound studio in New England, two average Joes are pushing back, giving their observations and recommendations on comics, video games, TV, movies, and more. Two men, one quest, one desire. You're listening to Coach and K-Rock's Nerd Pod. Yo, 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 what's going on, man? Hey, brother. It's uh, it's Nerd Pod time. Nerd Pod time it is. It is Monday, March 15th. Um, we're a day behind because, well, we're a day behind. What are you going to do about it? It happens sometimes, right? And, we're still uh, going to release on time on Tuesday, but... That, no, it just means a little late night cramming for some editing. Little editing late night. I was thinking that too, and I'm like, <laughs> oh man, I could at least like I don't try to help do something. But I think you're on your own, fella. Eh, not a problem. I'll have it hammered out in no time. So we we don't want to disappoint the fans. We certainly do not. Which are growing by leaps and bounds every week. We appreciate it. Thank you. Keep listening, and we'll keep making it. Um. So how was your week? It was good, man. Um, I am gearing up for uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I watched. Uh, I watched Legends. Did you have you popped in on Disney Plus and watched the Legends? Yes, I did. I did, and for some, the life of me, you caught me flat-footed because I'm trying to think what about it I like so much. But I watched it. It had a lot to do with the uh, the Marvel from if I remember. 60s, 70s, 80s, kind of on. Is that the right Uh, show? Oh, no, no. Wrong show. So there's, and that's why I caught you flat-footed. But no, so the Marvel Legends is just what it does, and it's pretty cool, and people should know about this if they don't. When there's something new coming out for Marvel, and and in this case, it was the shows, right? So it was WandaVision, and then it's Captain America and Winter Soldier, or whatever, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. They take every clip of the MCU from the MCU of that character. So they did one for Vision, they did one for Wanda, they did one for Sharon Carter, they did one for Falcon and they did one for uh Bucky. So it essentially just takes all of their clips and compiles them in a row so that it gives you a refresher of what you're dealing with as you're going into the show. So it does. It's not any at new added content. It's not anything at all, other than you know they're short. They're maybe between seven and twelve minutes long, and it just runs through all of their scenes. Maybe throws in a couple of other important scenes, and it kind of goes to the point that you were talking about last week. Like how much, how much homework are we going to have to do on these shows? I don't think it would have changed anything for Wandavision, but I will say it. It at least like built up excitement for me that Winter Soldier and Falcon's coming. So just not a nice snapshot of every scene they were in through the, the full film arc. Marvel Legends. Okay. Uh, which one was I thinking of? The one that had like a lot of Stan Lee footage and you told me to watch that one too. I, Legends is new to me. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I pre- actually was, um, forget what that one was called. I could look it up. Um, yeah. yeah it, it was good. Um, it was very, yeah. It, it wasn't... Um, it was a documentary style. It wasn't 616, because I wanted you to watch that one, too. But I've, I um, watched uh, most of that uh, show. Those are That's episodic. Every episode deals with something unique, from, from cosplayers to collectors, right? Yeah, Just to, yeah, yeah. To uh, artists or pushing um, newer minority-generated uh, content. It, so uh, that, this, but Behind the Mask was the one that I recommended to you. That's it. Yeah, Behind the yep. Mask. Yep, yep, so... Um, and I, I really enjoyed 616. I love the, you know, Japanese Star Wars. I mean, uh, Spider-Man. Oh, I yeah, loved, the Jap- uh, That was wild, the Spider-Man. Amazing, amazing one. And uh, <clears throat> there are a couple of others, like the, the high school play. I don't know if you've gotten that far. And then there was one about Iron Man 2099 and, you know, or whatever, 2020, 
2019, whatever it is. Um, we were just having... <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Me and Pickled Rick were just having this conversation. I always screw it up. I think it's 2019 <laughs> or 2020. It's 2020, maybe. I don't know. It's Arno stuff. I think you're it's right. Arno. It's 2020 because you were talking about the gears yeah. that he has on the, the, the suit. And I yeah. went and looked it up and was like, yeah, you're right. They are kind of ridiculous looking. They are the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. But we're going to... very aerodynamic. No, certainly not. <laughs> and it seems, like, it seems like he would run into a real problem if he was at like, I don't know, some like demolition place or like a junkyard. I feel like he'd run into big problems. Like somebody could just put him in the car crusher and it'd be over. And <laughs> just the gear would hook in, and he's on. He's done. Oh yeah, that's yeah, like that's it. It's like superheroes shouldn't wear capes. Exactly right. Watchmen. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Exactly right. So, so yeah, man. It was that just that kind of week. I. Uh, how about you? What What'd you do this week? I made a bunch of frivolous purchases that are getting delivered, or I made them, but they were kind of early birthday presents. So I'm I'm investing in the Philips Hue lights for it basically. Uh, plussing up my whole th- home theater experience. Love it. So these lights you, you install, like for example, behind the TV, and you have a sync box that you plug in all your HDMI, HDMI boxes from, like from the cable box to your Xbox or PlayStation or Apple TV or, or your Fire Stick or whatever. So as the content's playing, the box is picking it out and it's changing the lights and you can you know, change it from very subtle to very extreme in terms of how quickly they flash or how intense you want it. Um, but it extends the screen and the viewing. So obviously, I, as you know, I'm in an apartment now, but eventually we'll get a house. Yep. And even my wife was like, that'll be great in like a TV room in the basement. Hint, hint. Yeah, it will. So we will be having the, the nerd pod theater room eventually. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, look. Yeah, I saw some of the video on it. That That is pretty cool. Um, you're just going to have to put like an epilepsy warning on your door before they come in. Like <laughs> It's going to be wild. It is. Yeah, yeah. That's that, cool. I checked out um, last night. So on Hulu, I believe it, it is. Yeah, K, I think uh, right. uh, K90, I think it's called. K90. It's the Salil Moonfry documentary of Punky Brewster, for those not in the know. Um. We grew up with Punky Brewster, right? Certainly. Like, yeah, it was just part of uh, what you watched when you're home um, after school. Anyway, I guess throughout her time growing up um, as Punky and later, she was kind of like how kids are now with their phones and just recording everything. Well, she was doing the same thing, but with a handheld camcorder throughout her entire life, um, you know, in those earlier days. So she's hanging out with, like, the guys in House of Pain and... Um, Brian Austin Green, uh, Zach Morris from, you know, from Zach Morris's trash. Yeah. From Zach Morris's trash, like all (laughs) these like super big at the time, um, child stars, like growing up at the same time, you know, she talks about how she had the whole image thing because, you know, she was developing a lot faster than her friends. So she had to go through the, uh, reduction surgery. I remember that. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and she, she covered it all. I mean, and it's all grainy VHS, you know, footage. Uh, and I had no idea about her life. I mean, obviously knew her from Punky. And I always liked her as an actress. Like, she'd show up in weird, weird spots here and there. But what was interesting is she, like, she was 18. And she did a lot of stuff when she was young. I mean, she did a lot before she was 18. Like, I always thought, like, as I'm watching this, oh, she must be in her 20s. Like, no, she was, like, 16. Yeah. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Um, so she goes out to New York. She's like sharing an apartment with some dude, uh, like a like a studio with two bedroom or whatever. Very tiny New York apartment, and she like bumps in like kids. That movie, the skateboard movie in the nineties, had just come out. Yeah, and she like bumped into them and became friends with them and continues like recording. Like those guys in the uh, are in that the movie I watched. And they're like crashing on her couch. Like she's like dating one of them. Um, and so she tells about all you know that story and everything. But one of the things I, I it was kind of striking from that time is like I did a lot of that shit too. You know, growing yeah. up like being like hanging out with skateboards and drinking forties and all that stuff. And and, and the depression and the, like that self inflection you have at that age. Like she's doing all that. I mean, she's like writing it in diaries and and talking to the camera. Like you know stuff kids do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it turns out like it was legit. There was 
I think I counted eight suicides in her circle of friends. Wow. Stars, like people who were in movies or or musicians or people who got damn close to the edge. Um, It was pretty shocking. Like, it it was well done. I mean, granted, it's only footage that she shot and she's like interviewing her friends. Like, it's like you and I talking, right? Yeah. And, And that's what it would be like her talking Brian with Brian Austin Green and like sharing stories or whatever. Um, but as a product of that time, it, it was pretty, um, pretty, uh, cool to watch. Definitely had some, uh, flashbacks to like, oh, I kind of remember doing stuff like that and like hanging out in grimy apartments, everyone smoking cigarettes, drinking beer or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Dr- drinking, up, drinking, you know I mean? pr- yeah. Private stock and exactly. you know, the, 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 the clothes that they're wearing and all that. Yeah. It must be a, a blast from the past. I'll definitely check that out. We, I think we went to start it the other night and it's, my wife doesn't like, you know, if, it, if it's going to be dark in any way, like it's got to be super light and airy, Hallmark 101. She's doing Friday Night Lights right now. It looked like just based on what Soleil Moonfry said at the beginning that it was going to have some dark twists and turns and my wife just wasn't about it. So I'm going to have to dig into it on my own um, because it sounds like something that'll be right up my alley. And you know, I love kids is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. And that's a big part of it in the probably the second half of the, the movie. Yeah. Um, I'll be interested to hear what you think. It, it, it caught me off guard. It was a quick watch, an hour and 12 minutes, I think it was. So interesting. In and out. Interesting. I mean, that movie freaked me out so bad. <laughs> um, you know, and seriously, I was there at that time too. And, you know, it's, yeah, it was just a shocking movie. And so if you, if you watch that and then Basketball Diaries back to back, you should never have a drug problem forever or, you know, or <laughs> right. or a loose sex problem. Either either one, you should be okay. So um, that's cool. So I finished Ready Player One this week. I'm sorry, Ready Player Two this week, uh, the novel. And um, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to talk about the plot even at all. But what I'm going to say is, I remember when Twilight came out. At first, actually, I remember when uh, Harry Potter came out. And, you know, it was really cool to watch the my daughter grow with the, the characters in the, in the books. So right, she was right at the right age when she got the first book. She was probably Harry and Hermione's age. And as it went through the book series, she grew up and aged. And the movies got darker and it kept the interest because they were getting darker. And then I watched Twilight do a very similar thing. And now I watch Ready Player 2 do a similar thing. There was a certain innocence to Ready Player 1, um, a certain optimism, and, and that is completely gone <laughs> in Ready Player 2. And it's gone from uh, an exciting tournament of champions to a depressing sort of... Um, you know, and I guess I, I don't want to get too much into the story, but, you know, they're both sort of dystopian um, settings, not full apocalypse, but dystopian, I would say. And it just goes to a, a bad level um, and a bad, a worse place than I thought. And people are using technology in different ways that I thought they would use in this book. So I recommend it. I liked it. Um, I was a little shocked by it. It was a little predictable. Um, you kind of saw the end coming for a while and then they didn't pivot. But it was good, and I think you should you should definitely read it. I got to catch up on the the, the first one too. Yeah, uh, I've never read the first one or seen the movie. And you, I know, last uh, last time we talked about this on the show, is you were pretty down on the movie, but it sounds like that's changed. Ready Player One. Yeah, I don't. I I think it was a flight, right? That did it for me. I think I was stuck on a flight, and this happened to me. And, and this is a really bad thing that I'm about to say. Although you and I don't love Tim Burton. It, same thing happened with Mars Attacks. Like people told me, especially in nerd circles, how great Mars Attacks, Mars Attacks, Mars Attacks. And I kind of like shut it off because it, I just, I don't know. Like Tim Burton's okay and I like him, but uh, he's kind of pretentious and he's kind of a, I don't know. So I just never really watched that movie. I didn't like Sarah Jessica Parker. There, I just didn't get into that movie. And so I was on a flight and I'm sitting behind a guy and I watched the whole movie with no sound. And I'm like, well, I could see why people like this. So I came home and watched it with sound and it was even better. Uh, same exact thing happened with the Birds of Prey movie, the, uh, you know, whatever, that horrible DC nonsense. Although I did not like it with the sound on. <laughs> and then uh, it happened with Ready Player One. It always happens with me on flights, sitting behind somebody that's watching it. So 
Um, I watched a good clip of it, and it was the way that they sold it. I mean, I hated the idea, and I hated the things that they were talking about. It was always just about the Easter eggs and the pop culture references. But if you, if you, and I still don't love Spielberg, and I still don't, you know, I'm still kind of a little upset with Simon Pegg. We can get into that another time. But he, he's kind of important in the, in the movie. So anyway, uh, it just hooked me in that way. I, I watched it, then rewatched it. And, you know, it's, it's a very clever, you know, movie with, uh, you know, it ties in some Elon Musk. It ties in some, not specifically, but, you know, like a Neuralink kind of technology and sort of a Matrix type thing. And it's good. It's very good. I, I, you need to watch it. So I, I, I have turned around on it a bit. I'll check it out on HBO Max. You will. Uh, it's good. I need some. I'm taking some time off this week, so I'll probably put that movie on at some point. Yeah, that's good. I think you'll like it. I'd, I'll, I'll be excited to hear your feedback on that. Cool. All right. Uh, so just for today, we're going to jump into Week in Geek early, and then we're going to have some fun with our MCU corner, let Coach do a little deeper dive in our, our next section of the Eternals, um, following up from last week. But for now, let's hit the Week in Geek. And now the week in geek. Yeah, so some you know big some some big more announcements that we didn't need came this week. Um, <laughs> just dude, I don't know how many more of these we can take. Um, I don't know. I'll just start and say that they're rebooting the Wonder Years. Uh, I think it's Peacock or yeah, I think that was an NBC property. Um, yeah, and listen, I have no problem with recasting people. I had no problem with Zendaya becoming uh, Mary Jane in Spider-Man. I don't care. I don't see color, especially with, you know, with acting. I'm the biggest Hamilton fan that you've ever met. I could care less that George Washington's black. Um, but And so maybe it is an interesting take um, that they're redoing it with the lead. I don't know if it's Kevin Arnold. I don't know if they're giving him a new name, but maybe it's, it's the 60s from the black perspective, but they cast... They casted their lead. Um, I'm going to look him, his name up right now because I was too lazy to write it down. Uh, what do you think? Are you in? <laughs> I, I was barely in on the original. Yeah, me too. So probably out. Yeah, but you were, you, you were no in. For other reason. You were in on Winnie Cooper though, weren't you? No, no. As a kid, she never did it. Like, I didn't have a crush on her. I, I, we already talked about the girl I had a crush on growing up because we were the same age. was Punky Brewster. As oh, she right. got older. Yeah. That's the, that's the girl I had a crush on, not Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper I found very annoying. I, I would, And I didn't believe – even as a kid, I didn't believe that Fred Savage and Winnie Cooper would be a couple, yeah. period. Well, I, like, I agree with that. I, don't, I know the, the couples in the – that couple in the show – I can't remember their name. Uh, they wouldn't go together at all. <laughs> like yeah. Kevin and know, Winnie. That, that whole show was just Kevin and Winnie. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that was it. Like I, so, some people I, love it. I, I just for me, I, no thanks. I get it. So I was wrong. It was not an NBC property. It's an ABC property, and it's uh, mm. uh, Elijah Williams is uh, uh, the young man. Uh, do we know him from anything? Or? Uh, nope. He's a young man. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. Um, and he's set to play the new Kevin Arnold in the ABC reboot. Rebooterama, baby. We need... We, I don't, do we really need the Wonder Years? I don't think we do. I don't think we do. I don't think we need it. White, <laughs> black, Asian. I don't think we... I just don't think we need it. I think there's plenty of great stuff out there to redo. I mean, to do, not to redo. Um but they just <laughs> right they're brainwashing me you don't need to redo it no they don't <laughs> this is what i'm saying man um Ugh. So, so anyway that's a reboot we yeah. have a uh, uh, a sequel uh that actually that it just broke when as i was preparing for the show and young guns three the ballad of gordon bombay uh coming out <laughs> <laughs> for any deep, for anyone who gets that joke, I don't know if I should explain it or please do. You have to now. <laughs> uh, Emilio Estevez is the actor who played Billy the Kid in Young Guns. Emilio Estevez is also the actor who played Gordon Bombay in The Mighty Ducks, which is also getting a reboot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they could just merge them together. They probably. Um, I think they should. <laughs> Uh, Gordon Bombay just goes on a killing spree of, you know, in, in El Paso or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic. He he rides in, a big in the duck. Old West. Yeah, rides he, a big he, duck he, in the Old West. He he time travels back. <laughs> um, anyway, Ugh. Young Guns one and two for me when I was a kid were two of my favorite movies to watch. 
Uh, sequels are still somewhat of a newer concept. Not everything got a sequel back then. So when Young Guns was made, awesome movie. I was young. It was definitely a hard R. Like, a lot of blood, a lot of shooting, a lot of violence. Yep. I loved it every second of it. Um, and then I found out they were making a second one, and John Bon Jovi wrote that amazing song. <laughs> Shot down in a blaze of glory. Yep. Yep. Uh, that sealed the deal. Um, I love that movie. You know, Me too, man. I historically, love it. they they weren't like. Obviously, they play very loose with the facts, but fun movie to watch. So, Emilio Estevez says there is more story we could tell here, um, and really using that brushy uh, Bill Roberts. So, if you remember from two, yep. he's playing the old man who's claiming to be Billy the Kid, who everyone knows in the history books was gunned down by Pat Garrett. Well, I did really, really quick some researching, like on you know, have fa- hard fact hitting websites like Wikipedia mm. and, and the and the like. And the like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of um, theories, conspiracy theories, whatever you want to call them, that this guy Brushy Bill Roberts, who died in 1950s, was in fact Billy the Kid. I mean, there there's both sides of the coin on this one, but there isn't like refutable evidence that says no, he's not, or yes, he was. So in that aspect, there's a lot of story to tell. If if you believe the story, he, uh, Pat Garrett shot the wrong guy. And it wasn't like we have internet, right, today. So you would know who Billy the Kid was in today. Like, you would know what he looks like. You would see pictures everywhere. Yeah, and you have DNA, Back too. Then, and you have, yeah, right. The, the, two, the two other deputies that were with Pat Garrett saw him gun down. They had no idea what Billy the Kid looks like either. Yeah. One thinks he kind of does, and they both say they heard Pat Garrett say he shot the wrong guy. Hmm. So, I mean, it's all, again, I'm reading this stuff on the web. Take it for what it is. Now, the story would go that Billy escapes, heads to Mexico, and that's where he lives, you know, the rest of his days until he comes back and lives in Texas somewhere. Maybe he robs some banks, and then his brother joins him and so, gives everybody AIDS. Maybe that happens. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, side note, in K90, there's a... There's a really cool Charlie Sheenan thing in there that I'll let you fi- I'll let you watch. All right. Um, I, I was kind of like floored by it and then grossed Jeez. out by it, but I'll let you watch it. Yeah. Um, okay. Back to Young Guns Three. So anyway, there's a lot. Of, there's a cool story that could be told there. Um, so if they're really going forward with it, count me in. I, I'm in. I, I love one. I love two. And even w- with his him being older, Emilio still could pull it off with an older version of Billy or Brushy Bill Roberts in this case, if that's what they're going to go with. I'm in, I'm in. I loved it. I loved Lou Diamond Phillips. I love the, you know, that character. I love the peyote scene, right? With them. Fantastic. Right. right? I mean, amazing movie. And the dude from three o'clock high was in it, but he died in the first one. So he didn't make it to the second one. Uh, Christian Slater, young, uh, a lot of great actors, a lot lot of of guys you can pull back in if they meet back up in Mexico, which would be nice. I mean, that would be fun. So, Anyway, on, on uh, uh, things that I can't believe are being made, um, Star Trek New Worlds uh, is a new show um, that's coming to... What is this? What is Paramount Plus? Is this a new streamer? I think it is. Maybe, maybe we need to look it up. I, I know that the Paramount Network exists, but is Paramount Plus uh, a thing? Like, is that an app? It is a standalone. Uh, Kegger McGregor on Discord, he, he has it for a year. He got it, I think... A deal on it or, or okay. freebie signups. It is a standalone streaming service. All right. Fair enough. So uh, the only reason why I even bring this up, they're starting to cast. Um, they cast Gregory Peck's grandson, apparently. Um, <laughs> Ethan not Peck. Walter Peck. Not Walter, not Walter Peck. Peck's son, but Gregory Peck's. <laughs> Gregory Peck's grandson. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, they, they started casting it, whatever. The only reason why I'm even bringing this up is that Rosario Dawson, our nerd queen, could finish the Superfecta, bro. The Superfecta, right? So DC from Sin City, right? She was, I'm sorry, she was in Sin City. In the Clerks universe, in the, in the, I'm sorry, in the Askew universe. Askew universe. Right? She played uh, Claire in Clerks 2. She was in the Marvel Universe, uh, playing the nurse in Luke Cage and the other Defenders shows, Jessica uh, Jones and all those, Daredevil. Uh, She played Ashoka Tano in 
the Mandalorian this past season. So she has Star Wars. Star Wars. So the last yeah. thing that you need in that is Star Trek. She's got, she's got her eyes on it. She's saying she's looking for opportunities to get into the to Star Trek to, to finish the Superfecta. If she does that, I mean, I think it'd be that she'd be the first one to do it for one, and for two, she could just spend her life in cons for the rest of whatever and make millions of dollars. She wouldn't have to act another day in her life. So, everybody, mm. fingers crossed. Let's cast Rosario Dawson, even if it's a cameo. Don't care. I'm in. Anything she does is. Fun to watch. It really is. She's the greatest. Yep. So I've been a huge fan of her since Clerks too. I, listen, she can I, hang with those guys and that type of. I humor. agree, but I I've been going back. Ah, oh, see, all things come full circle. She was in Kids, and I've been a fan of her since Kids. Was she? Yes, she most certainly was. Yes, sir. Oh my God, I I don't want to say to go back to watch that movie because it's not a movie you, you want can't to watch no. again. No, nope. but oh man, yep. Now I kind of want to because I didn't realize that. Yeah, Chloe Sevigny and her and uh, Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Was that where she got her start? Yes, that's her first movie. That's both of their no. first movies. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. Crazy. Yep. So it comes full, full circle. Full circle. Full circle, baby. So. Cool. You ready to get into some uh, MCU corner? Yeah, man. Let's do it. I'm in. Right, before you get started on yours, breaking news. So one of the biggest mysteries of Avengers Endgame who was Noob Master 69? Mm. Mm. Well, we now know, thanks to Microsoft and Xbox and their newest commercial supporting the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Noob Master 69 was the clerk in the Apple Store who helped Steve Rogers and Natasha when they were hiding out. That is fantastic. That's in <laughs> that's in Age of Ultron? Age of Ultron. Nope. Yep. Uh, 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 Winter Soldier. Oh, right. Okay, right, right, right. Yep. They were in Sokovia, <laughs> though. That's why. I, yeah. Okay. So that's the... So when they were hiding out, you know, they're, they're in the Apple store trying to get the information um, from sh from the Shield thumb drive. Wow. Sticking to the MacBook, and he comes over and helps them and... Talks about how cool their glasses are. Uh, Steve's glasses. Steve's are. glasses that are. Dude yeah, with the big beard. I love that uh, dude. Who's com uh, he's a comedian, DC Pearson. Anyway, thought that was fun. Um, so you'll catch that Xbox commercial online. I'm sure it's everywhere. It's a Disney Plus commercial, but great little awesome. tag at the end uh, where he says, uh, "My handles new was well, new master sixty nine, and um, Falcon just gives him a side eye." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's very cool. Very cool. So, so you're gonna get into some pretty, and I, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat, as I'm sure a lot of people are who don't know much about the Eternals. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, as much as you can possibly tell me about it, so I can get truly pumped up for this movie coming out later this year, right? Yes. Um, yes. And Summer. I know. Pickled Rick has talked about it a lot. You've talked about it a lot. And I, I'm just looking forward to learning more about this this story and, and where we could go, how we could get there, and where it could end up. So uh, cool. I yeah. want to like turn it over to you, and I'm just going to sit back and, and listen. Well, I want you to ask as many questions as, as you can think of as I'm going along. Because, first of all, I don't... I haven't read these books in a really long time, and I'm going mostly off memory. I didn't want to do research. I didn't want to dig in. I wanted to go on my knowledge of, you know, the the Marvel Comics universe and draw from there. And but I want you to, you know, if there's something that I because you can go in so many directions here, um, because it's it's not what you think it is, or meaning you, but. I, I yep. think it's not what people think, right? Because when you think of the Eternals, right, with the quotations, um, you think that it's a, a group like the Guardians of the Galaxy or, you know, X-Men X -Men or, or Avengers even. Right, exactly right. right. And that is not at all what it is. So, so let me first start by saying that. And, and it's funny, I don't want to get, go too deep down this rabbit hole, but somewhere around 1992, I had a, an argument with somebody, I remember this very well, actually, it's when, the, um, when Spawn came out, and we were talking, I was talking to a friend who was also another comic book fan about the Eternals, and he threw 
the sort of the same thing that you threw at me today of got to bring up Kirby going to DC. And so he, he kind of like pulled this trivia on me of, oh, so do you know where the Eternals actually started or actually came from? And I'm like, well, they actually came from Marvel. Nope, they actually came from the small time that Jack Kirby went over to DC. And I'm like, well, that's not true because the Eternals were never at DC. So a quick backstory on it is that mm -hmm. Kirby in, in 1976-ish, I want to say 75, 76, went over to DC after our fallout with Marvel. Um it was a big deal um, that he was going to be writing, editing, publishing, doing all sorts of stuff for DC. He wrote them a great space epic called The New Gods. And it was a it was a very similar story to what the Eternals ended up being. However, it was not called The Eternals. It, it did not uh, feature any of the same characters. It was completely separate IP. So it was a sprawling space epic uh, having to do with these godlike space figures. Um, but so the idea, I do believe, and this is what I'm sure you believe and why you wanted to bring it up, is that uh, the thoughts that had originated while he was at DC he brought it back to Marvel where it became the Eternals. And what I'll say is he developed the characters, he wrote a few books, and then the, the mantle was taken over by two people that we know very, very, very well in Jim Starlin and the one and only Stan Lee, who developed those characters and brought them into the world of, into the worlds of Infinity Gauntlet and Infinity Crusade and the Fantastic Four and other places. So um, Kirby absolutely created them, did not really flesh out what you see today. Um as far as I'm concerned. So there's a little history. Um, yeah, and I, I only brought it up because I know there is people listening who know this backstory too. So totally. To just get that out there. Guys, we, we know this part. <laughs> yeah, so. totally. Yeah. So anyway, I'm glad you did because I did want to, and I fought with that person about it. And like, you know, it was, and that's why it's still a sore subject, even whatever, 25, 30 years later. Um, because it was so like. So is it safe to say that's one of the, like for you, the earliest, I don't know what else to call it other than like nerd battles that you've had with somebody? It's it's one of the ones that I remember the, the most, right? Like yeah. that I remember the most where it was like, because the kid thought it was like a friend of my mother's son and he was like from somewhere like and you know it was like we were arguing over vision streetwear and um yeah and uh and the eternal so you know he, and it was like i knew i knew more and he was like trying to stump me and he had one of his friends there and he's being kind of a jerk and so i'm like yeah that's well that's just simply not true so anyway um so a little little stuck in my craw and it's it, it is one of the earliest ones i remember um we went on to 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 whatever play mini golf for the whole day and it was just a strange day but um i knew i was right and i still am yeah. so and, and you still didn't hit him with your golf club i didn't right? i wanted to okay. but i didn't yeah <laughs> um the kid's name was eric that's i that i do remember um and his mom was actually, uh, I won't, never mind. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, all right. So we're going to start in on the Eternals. And I want you to, again, stop me. Um, you know, I want to I be able to go down this path. And I want it to really relate to the movie. I don't want to go super far down a crazy rabbit hole of, of Marvel lore, right? Because I could do that mm -hmm. forever. But I, I don't think that I can tell the story without, let me, uh, I'll start with this trivia question, okay? With you. Do you know, off the top of your head, where the Infinity Stones came from? Uh, something to, and I'm going only by what the movies said, and let me see if I can phrase it correctly. At the creation of the universe, uh, were they... And were they god, not gods? They were what? Um, you're going to have to pick it up from okay, me so, here because uh, uh, I don't think I can even tell you that. And I've seen, I, I just rewatched it. I can remember them playing it out in the, the screen. I could see like the the, the big um, ethereals or whatever they're called. I, I don't know. Okay. So here's so here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that the, the simplest comic uh, origin story is that in in the big bang theory right like at the beginning of time in the beginning of the universe when that when you know our what our system that we're in now was was brought to there was remnants of a previous universe that was destroyed to make room for 
our galaxy and our universe, the, this universe that we live in. And so they needed to go somewhere. Uh, the, 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 the universe, the planets, the stars, that everything needed to be to go somewhere to make room for the creation of and, and to make room for the Big Bang. So the stones essentially are the remnants of the universe that existed before our current universe. And so that that is essentially where they come from. And also what comes from them is, so, so let me, again, jump back a little bit and say, in the beginning of time, during the Big Bang, right, part of the creation at, at the Big Bang were God-like figures called the Celestials. Celestials, that's it. Okay. So, the Celestials were put on Earth by, or I'm sorry, put in the, in the universe by, say, God or by creation, by whatever. And what they're what they were designed to do was to go out into the universe and find life and create life and experiment. They were really like the caretakers of the universe that were supposed to go around and explore and test and create life. And so that's what the Celestials did in, we're talking about millions of years ago, creation way, way, way back, right? So during this time, as they're experimenting, they show up on on earth okay and when they go on when they get to earth they stumble upon humans right so hum humans are there they start experimenting on these humans and with the experimentation by the celestials right mm -hmm. we get the eternals so so now in our world and in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as it lives now, okay, we have humans, like sort of stock standard, or or they call it prime humans. So that's that's sort of the a, a human that was touched by a celestial that did not go in one direction or the other, but his DNA, so it, you know, appears to be a um, you know appears to be a normal human. But the, their DNA has been changed and edited by the work of the Celestials, right? So now there's like a hole in their DNA. So the other two things that happened was the Eternals were created, right? And then the Deviants, which are the exact opposites of the Eternals, were, so their exact opposites were also created, okay? So you have a prime human, and then you have... An eternal human, and then you have a deviant human, okay? Okay. So, now, we have other, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we have other species, don't we? We have, yep. we have Skrulls. So, now you have a prime Skrull, you have a deviant Skrull, and you have an eternal Skrull. And now you, and the Kree, right? That's another one, another, that's, that's in... Uh, our universe. Yep. Same follow, thing. Yep. Okay, so you're following me, right? So yep. e each of these have exactly what we're talking about. They ha they all have a prime, they all have a deviant, and they all have uh, eternals. So that's really important. Now, the Cree figured out that in a prime Cree, or even in a prime human, more importantly in a prime human, they figured out that that DNA sequence was jumbled up, right? So now you have a normal human whose DNA was not touched at all. That's you and me. Well, the, the Cree figured out that you could actually play with that DNA, that prime DNA that's the Celestials put. That's how the Inhumans were created. So just a little side shot, right? So, so yep, you see yep. how important the Celestials are in, in the whole storyline because now you've got not only uh, the Eternals, but you have the Inhumans that were essentially created that way. Okay. So, now you have Celestials, and, and, and now the Celestials are sort of overseeing the Eternals, right? Now, but the Celestials, now, the, the Collector actually lives inside a Celestial skull, right? In Nowhere. Yeah, no, oh, Nowhere, yeah. Nowhere, right? So, Nowhere was actually the name of a Celestial at the time that the Eternals were created. So... He is what's considered an elder, okay? So in, in the comics, 
The collector is considered an elder, and an elder is really the last sort of known group of people that are connected to the uh, Celestials. So they really understand the history of how this all went down. That's why the collector really was so... Um, you no, know, he was knowledgeable right, in no, the movie. Not only knowledgeable, but obsessed then when he saw yeah. the stone that came in, right? Um, so, here, so trivia question number two. Who in the 20 film arc can you imagine? There are two more elders that you've already seen in the MCU. Who are they? Uh, I, I was going to... An elder doesn't necessarily mean age, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. I was going to say Ronan. Okay, so so that's good. Ronan is a Cree. De- uh, I'm sorry, a Cree eternal. Cree deviant. Nope, he's eternal. a Cree eternal. Yep. Thanos. Yep. We're gonna get into that. Okay. Okay. So think uh, think people like the collector. Think two people. Well, I, I won't. I'm just gonna. I'll give it away. Okay. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Yep. All right. Give me one shot here. It's from one of your favorite movies, man. I was gonna say ego. Yep. You got that. One more. Great job, um, by the way. Who, who in the movie calls himself a celestial, which, but, he's, but he's not. He's not at least in the comics, he's not. So would his son be? Nope. Peter? Nope. Not an elder. Okay. Nope. All right. It's going to uh, piss you off. It's going to piss you off when I tell you this. <laughs> See, are they a guardian? Are they a, a guardian themselves? They, they are not a guardian themselves, but you're on the right, you're on the right track. Okay, and let me think here. I, All right, I, I give up. Ah, Grandmaster. The Grandmaster Grand is Master. an elder from Ragnarok. Oh, I didn't even think of him. I know. That's a good one. It's a great one, right? Okay. Yeah, so, so, that's, so, so you could see, so now this is where... Essentially, the Eternals are um, come from. Huh. Okay, yep. so now you've got this whole world, like you've got literally hundreds of these of these Eternals, and you can pick. I'm looking through the movie script, and I want to. You know, we're not going to get super deep into that, but there are so many that you can pick. But there are a couple of more famous Eternals than not, and. So here's another thing that happens to Eternals, okay? Another thing that that can physically happen to Eternals is that they get a deviant disease, okay? So meaning that they're not deviants, they're actually Eternals. However, they get the deviant disease, so they look like a deviant. It's almost like getting leprosy, right? It's almost the, the equivalent to getting leprosy. And so Thanos is actually an eternal, but he's an eternal with deviant syndrome, which is why he looks the way that he that he looks. So he he comes from the direct line of really the you can tie the first ever eternals to Thanos. Thanos's grandfather really was the first uh, eternal. So um, now I can get into that if you want. So. I don't know. I I think what we should now do is maybe talk about powers and what they do. Yeah, let's and, yeah. stick to the move, like what you think with the film, like yeah. help us for that, that yeah. road. Yeah, and, and I think, well, I, I think it is important to know that Thanos does have a brother who is a full eternal, okay? Who is huh. a, who is a handsome as heck. He ran Titan for a very long time. His, he had a, a cool name called Star Fox, right? And his name right. is his name is Eros, okay? And it, now Alars is their father. The Red Skull says that in Endgame, son of Alars. He says it right. Um, yep. so, so now they, his Alars had a brother called Zerus. His now it, it, now we'll get too deep in. We don't need to go. But <laughs> but so Kronos. Is Alars's father, who is Eros and Thanos's father. Okay, so that I think is gonna is gonna be an Easter egg, or is gonna come back up. He, Eros is not supposed to be in this movie, so let's just say that that. Um, and here's what I think is going to happen: is that there's an old tale of 
an old story from the 70s with the Eternals of Sprite, who is an Eternal, right? A little little mini Eternal, but an Eternal nonetheless, actually puts them, the Eternals that are on Earth, to sleep, right? Mm-hmm. And they, and not to physical sleep, but essentially erases their memories and they're living on Earth as humans don't really understand why they're not getting sick or not dying or not really aging, right? Um, but they have no memory of being Eternals because Sprite wiped their mind, wiped their brain out. So when, as I'm flipping through the cast today, I learned something today too. I'm flipping through the cast of this movie to see who they picked out of the group that they would have picked. And I saw Sprite on there and I'm like, so that's got to be it. It's got to be, if Sprite is here, that means these Eternals are living on Earth. They went through the snap. They went through everything and they didn't respond and they didn't become part of the paddle because their memories were erased by Sprite. And now something is going to happen to reintroduce them into the world. Now, mm-hmm. I also think that it's possible that they um, they do go back, right? And maybe they maybe they do some explaining like I just did. Maybe we get some Celestials. From what I understand, by uh, doing a little bit of MCU research, is that the Celestials are being set up as the next big bad like Thanos was uh, in, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it stands to reason, if that's true, that this movie will introduce us to the Celestials at some level, okay? So let's talk about let's talk about powers. I don't even want to specifically get into the characters, right? So yeah. So Icarus is the main character. He's going to be played by Rob Stark himself, um, which is kind of cool. That's very cool. Yep. Yeah, Isn't Jon Snow in this too? Jon Snow is in this. He's got an entirely different role, which we can talk about later. Let's yeah. talk about let's talk about their powers, right? So, yeah. and I tried to come up with a really cool analogy of the best way for me to describe this. And the best way that I could describe this is, so like you and I, there are humans in this world that are just musically gifted, right? That like mm-hmm. you give them an instrument and they'll give you something out of it. They can play it. They It just seems like they don't need any training at all and they can make music. So the Eternals are very much like this with their powers, right? So it's almost like they have the ability to learn any instrument that they want because they're naturally gifted at it. However, when they spend time developing it, they get better at it than their counterpart than the rest of the Eternals. So they're born with the ability to do everything. They can fly. They can teleport. They can, you know, create and destroy matter. They have laser beams in their hands and eyes. They have... Just anything that really that you can think of, they have. However, they do need to develop it. So they can all do the basic things on a very basic level, like you playing Mary Had a Little Lamb on a recorder, right? Like you could do that and figure it out. They can do the same. They can throw maybe one lightning bolt out of their hands, but to become really great, they need to work at it. And so that's why you see that they can all do the same things, but individually they get into their own specific thing. So okay. one could be great at at you know teleporting. Now, it's interesting, the lead character here, um, who, or who I believe is going to be the main character, is somebody who, who almost has a mystique type um, ability, right? She's like a shapeshifter, shapeshifter kind of, <clears throat> yeah, transposing. She moves matter a lot. She's really cool. And mm-hmm. I think she's going to be the lead. So, so now we took, I was talking about the Inhumans and this is absolutely going to be the universe building. And this is going to be the pathway to the, um, to the X-Men. Because again, when we talk about prime humans, right? So Steve Rogers and the Hulk and maybe not Tony Stark, but Captain Marvel, anybody who gets their powers from, especially from an Infinity Stone or mm-hmm. and any kind of uh, extra power, it's believed that they have that DNA hole that came from the Celestials or else they wouldn't be able to physically handle it. So Steve Rogers, 
you know, has to have the DNA hole created by the, the celestials. So now you're going to see these, these variants and, the, and those individuals that have the DNA holes start to develop mutations over time. And those mutations is what will eventually lead us into the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the X-Men. So... Very cool. Yeah, so that is going to be the tie-in, which I think is really, really awesome. The other really cool thing... That, that the Eternals have is the Unimind, okay? So when you have three Eternals, now, I have seen it be one of each, one human Eternal, one Skrull Eternal, and one Kree Eternal. When you get three or more Eternals together, it's almost like Wonder Twins activate, right, where they put their hands in. Yeah. Um, they can create this all-knowing, all-seeing, and all-powerful. Essentially, it's a brain, right? And it manifests when three Eternals get together and put their powers together. When that happens, that brain, it really becomes the embodiment of a celestial, and it can do anything. It can blow things up. It can blow planets up. It can... that. It, but you need three of them together at once in order to sort of uh, manifest the Unimind. So do they uh, do the three individuals no longer become three? They're, they're just one thing now, or can they reverse back out and be the three? Uh, in the comics, they're physically there still. Um, I don't know what they'll do in, Got it. but but they are they are functioning as one. So you're not you know they're not throwing they're not teleporting while they're. Um, you know, creating the Unimind. So, so they're like Voltron. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah, that's a really good description. <laughs> um, so that's what we're going to see over the, this arc is we're going to see a bunch of characters get introduced that have a mm -hmm. bunch of different powers, although they all share the, the same core values and the core stuff. Um, we're going we're gonna to be uh, introduced to... You know, hopefully they're going to tell us more about Titan. I think Titan is going to be really important in this because, so, you know, as I was telling you the um, uh, sort of that backstory of, um, you know, Thanos having a brother. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Lars went to Titan and Zerus stayed on Earth and trained Icarus, who is going to be our lead in the movie. Um, so, Alars took Thanos and Eros and went to to um titan. to titan right and and began farming and titan was a cool place um they also have the the they have very cool tech and it just sort of it's almost like wakandan tech that they're able to the eternals are able to create right so um when you see they now they live in olympia now where uh, where thor and loki and you know, and Asgard comes from Norse mythology. This, the essential, I'm sorry, the Eternals come in, because I'm like looking at my copy of Eternals Essential. That's why I keep saying Essentials. I apologize. <laughs> um, I'm looking at it on my shelf. Um, but the, so I even lost my train of thought now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So, where was I? Um, you were talking about Oh, Olympia. Yep. Okay. No. Olympia. Yep. So, so obviously Thor comes from Norse mythology. The Eternals come from Greek mythology. Does it say Greek? Yep. Right? So obviously Olympia from Mount Olympus, um, and and so you're going to see things like that. Um, and I think you may even, if they go back, you might get introduced to, you know, like uh, some of the, um, the the gods that we know. Um, now, I, I kept hearing Hercules was going to be in this movie, who is not an Eternal at all. And but but he, you know, in the in the comics, he he's from Olympia. They're just the stories don't go together. You know what I mean? Got it. Um, so that's why I, it was odd to me that he was going to be in. Um, I heard another name from another. Um, God, I can't think of it. Maybe it's been debunked at this point. But uh, you know, a lot has been debunked. So I. Yeah, man, that's that's pretty much my thirty thousand foot view of the Eternals. I don't know how I did. I hope I wasn't like boring or confusing. No, but I, I think you uh, neither of those things. But it's a it's definitely a more complicated story than I think 
we're going to be used to by now. You know, um, I agree. Over twenty movies, they rolled out. It, it took them to roll out one bad guy, Thanos. Yep. And and see that sort of the end. And each of the groups that fought him was had their own little easy contained movie. So I guess the Eternals is probably I have to imagine is going to be split into three parts, just like all the other main yeah movies are right. Like an Avengers, if this is this like a part of the Avengers track, or is, is Eternals now the Avengers? Or are they going to keep the Avengers going? Yeah, it's really it's really great. Now I've heard that Jon Snow, as he develops, um, Jon Snow, <laughs> yeah, is he playing? Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, he's playing Black Knight, um, okay. which is kind of cool. He's going to get a Black Knight standalone movie, which might be cool. But Black Knight did or does um, uh, join the Avengers at some point. I think he's slated to be in an Avengers movie later. That's at least a rumor right now. Um, whether that that turns out to be true i i don't know but um you know so i i I do think this is going to be its own thing there's strong characters here man like there's there really is really really strong characters within this group um forget about the actors i mean so you're so the eternals have been here since the what beginning of time dawn of time um the movie we get are you predicting this going to be flashbacky in a way yes or or yep. period I, at all or is it just going to be shifting yep. all around time as these characters move like what do you think they're going to do what if you were to guess if i had to guess i would say they're going to stum that so uh kit harrington is playing uh like this archaeologist right and uh the archaeologist i believe is going to stumble upon um something that reignites the world and you know if i'm if i'm right uh, and sprite actually did clear their mind um there is an origin story and and listen this is where i'm gonna lose it a little bit like individual stories are really hard like there's not a lot of them and i don't know them all that well but Mm -hmm. i do know that sprite story and i do know that i think sprite goes into that tomb with an archaeologist who's a woman in the comics, if I remember right. Um, and they find some stuff and, and a bunch of stuff happens that sort of re-wakes, you know, that wakes up the Eternals and now they they know who they are again and they're on Earth. Um, but I think that they have to go back in time to explain the Celestials. I don't think that there's any way that they can do it other than going back in time to explain them. Um, do do you see any possibility that we in these flashbacks we see a Josh Brolin sends the purple or is he always you know as Thanos or will we see a Thanos a young Thanos or anything like that as a I think so yeah 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 I think you definitely could especially if they go to um you know especially if they go to Titan and and listen I I would love it if they spent some time on Titan and um, you know, really got to, and that's what I'm hoping this does, right? Like, I, I really want there to be an Alars feature and a young Eros and a, a young Thanos. Like, that would be incredible, dude. Like, so, so maybe in those flashbacks you could get that. I think, um, I think this is also going to tie heavily into everything else that we have going on in space. I think, I think we're not done with Ego, the Human Planet. I don't think we're done with him at all. I think this is going to introduce him back into this world in a big way. Maybe he actually is a celestial. I don't know. He said that he is in the movie, and I remember that stood out to me. And I'm like, nah, he's full of shit. He's ego. He's a liar. He's got an ego. He's good. He's, you know, and in in the comic, he was only an elder. So, but I do think he's going to tie in. Um, I don't know if this ties into either the multiverse of madness or actually, I do kind of think it will. I think Selma Hayek's character is going to be more magical. I think she's going to be honing her magic skills, very similar to Stephen Strange. So, um, yeah, man, I think they have to take it slow. And I think that I just did a giant full arc 21 film dump on you. Like, that's what I think I did. Um, no, that's what this episode was going to be, a, a yeah. very deep dive into at Eternal's lore here. And the other, certainly provided that. The other thing I'll, I'll say that I think you'll find interesting about the Eternals is that they have very extremely low birth rates 
So they don't um, they don't reproduce very well, and you know takes very long. You know, many many couples that end up together, um, you know, they don't have children. And the ones that do it, it's just very rare. So, so is that uh, well? Ego was he, that story in Guardians Two is he tried to have a, a, a child and he couldn't. Yeah, that would share his you know what he was looking for that that uh, celestial power. Yeah, whatever. Is that what you're talking about? No, I mean, I no, it's not specifically what I'm talking about. I just thought it was an interesting, like they just. It is interesting. Yeah, yeah. you don't see a lot of of people born, and and I guess maybe that is kind of what I'm thinking about. Is that, you know, it, it's just very very rare to see that sort of thing. Um, and 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 that's what what makes me even double down on believing that ego is not in fact a celestial. So, um, but we also know, you know, the deviants are their exact um, opposite. So they are they do exist as many ex- exist in the world as, and you'll see them fight, and you'll see them, um, you know, they they fight amongst each other a lot too, man. Like they're they're human after all, and. You know, so so just because they're Eternals, they don't um, necessarily all get along. They 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 don't. They stab each other in the back. They do bad shit to each other. They just do. Um, and so I think we maybe we'll get to see some of that. I don't know. Um, I think the sky's the limit for sure, for sure. Um, and I'll be excited. We should start to see some Korean scrolls, and uh, you know maybe we'll get some some deviants and Eternal versions of them as well. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, a lot there to unpack. I uh, have to come back and listen to this myself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, um, I can't. I honestly can't wait for Pickled Rick to listen to this and see if, if how I did off the, you know, pretty much off the top of my head. I mean, I was <laughs> mentally refreshed by the casting of the movie and seeing Sprite brought a lot back to me. But I, he'll know how well I did, and so I'll be definitely asking him how well I did. <laughs> well, it was a good job, at least from where I sit. Uh, you know. Someone who knows nothing about it, I, I feel. I, I don't know if it's excitement or or pure curiosity. How the heck they're going to pull this off? Yeah, man. Talk about a deep, deep cut. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, but you know, we bought the X Men from the Fox. You know, we bought the Sentinels. We bought Apocalypse. We bought a lot of things. The Fox X Men movies took us a long, far way, and. You know, yeah. but 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 there's no smoking gun here, and that's the biggest problem that I see, is that there is no the Dark Knight here. There is no um, Infinity Gauntlet here. There is no one story that you can turn back to the Eternals and say this is what this is the story that they're gonna go with. Um, and maybe mm-hmm. that's what Marvel wanted. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Maybe they wanted sort of a clean slate, but there is not a lot of lore on them. There's not. It's just weird. They show up in weird places through the MCU over many, many years. They show up in the weirdest places. And Cersei's the one. She's going to be sort of our lead. And she's... Yep. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I could go on and on. Who's playing her? Is that Uh, Angelina? No, Angelina is playing someone else, a more standard, um, sort of older school... um, Hold on. I'm going to pull up the casting. Um... I think she's playing Thera, uh, is who Angelina is playing. Um, let's see. All right. We have Angelina Jolie as Thena. Thena. Got it. Sorry, my bad. Sama Hayek as Ajak. She's the one who's going to be the magician, I believe. Okay. Richard Madden, who is... Uh, Rob Stark. Play Rob Stark. Yeah. Uh, Icarus. Yeah. Then you have... Gemma Chan as Cersei. So there's your lead. Yep. Then we have, and I'm guessing he's going to be part of the 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 com the comedic part is Camille Nanjiani. Yep. Who yep. we all love from Silicon Valley. Amazing. He yep. Played Dinesh. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he got jacked for this role, by the way. Oh, jacked. Yeah. Um, Leah McHugh as Sprite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see that now. Yeah. So they have someone here listed as Babylon Villager, which tells me you're spot on. This is going to be going. Yep. At least to Babylonia. That's fine. I think. Yep. I can. 
live with that. Um, so there's other characters here too. Gilgamesh. Uh, yep, Gilgamesh is Dong Siok, Fastos, Brian Tyree Henry, Makari. Yep, Lauren Midloff, who looks, who was, yeah, she was in The Walking Dead. Yeah, so Makari in the comic is a man. Um, mm-hmm. And who else is? I, I saw two, just as you were saying that. So Gilgamesh is fun. So Fina and Gilgamesh do not get along at all. <laughs> so you're going to, that's going to be, you can, those two will fight and it will be fun. Um, so I'm glad that Gilgamesh, I didn't even see that on the first pass. Um, Makari? Kumail is Kingo. Yep, yep, he is. Um, and so, There's yeah. There's a bunch of these, holy cow. So he's listed as Dane Whitman. So he's still the architect here, Dane Whitman. He's not even listed as uh, the Black Knight. Um, Fastos, uh, Druig, uh, D-R-U-I-G, Druig. Ah, that, so he's, a, he's an interesting one. He's going to be your bad guy. So, yep, that's going to be your guy that turns and screws everybody over. Yeah, and we all he was in uh, Dunkirk. Yeah, the actor. Yeah, and what else here? So wow, big cast. Big cast, big sprawling. Yep, he's in the Batman. Right. He's playing a, a police officer in the Batman. All right. so, interesting. So, all right, man. Well, I I appreciate the the uh, Monday night version. Thank you for editing. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. Any final you thoughts? Final thoughts, man. Thank you for doing this deep dive on the Eternals for us. It was a half hour of learning about them, talking about them, allowing me to answer questions and guess wrong about them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be completely wrong about all of this, by the way. You know this. <laughs> you, yeah, you have struck out pretty – a lot of your theories have, have struck out, but that's okay. That's why, we, that's why it's fun, right? That's why we do it, right? I'm fine with it. <laughs> um, so, no, I, that's it. I'm looking forward to talking with you again. Uh, in the coming next week. Yeah, man. Sounds great. All right, boys. Let's close it down. All right, boys. Let's close it down. Look at me, man. Can't you see that I'm dying? Look at you, man. Doing all you want Leaning against me like a goddamn bull. So close, too close. My skin starts to glow. Sweat pouring down, singing in my life. Blood starts to boil. Watch your temperature rise. You have been listening to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock from Podacy Entertainment. Be sure to follow Coach and K-Rock to stay up to date on all upcoming NerdPods and Podacy programs on Instagram, which you can find them at Podacy, that's P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, on Twitter, which is at NerdPodacy, which is N-E-R-D-P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, and Facebook, they're at NerdPod.